This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Hola, mi gente. Welcome to another episode of the Wine and Cheese Me podcast, a podcast created to amplify voices and share the stories of people from marginalized and communities of color doing remarkable things, all while sipping on a glass of wine. I'm your host, Jessica Yanez. This week, my guest is my friend, Catherine Valles. Catherine and I discuss our experiences in relationships and dating in our 40s. No, neither one of us are dating experts. We just thought it would be fun to share our stories and lessons learned with you. So grab your glass of wine and join us for the chisme. Oh, I don't want you to take a drink of the wine yet. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, I haven't had a sip yet. Well... If this is any indication, this is my friend, Catherine, who is a total rule breaker. (laughs) (laughs) But we're going to do something totally different because we're talking about dating and not just dating, but kind of dating when you hit your 40s, which is very different. And Catherine and I both have some different experiences within that just because of where we come from. You know, she has been married. I have not. But we also have some similar experiences. So, but before we get to the chisme, Catherine, we gotta get to, got the to the wine. wine. <laughs> <laughs> but let me just explain to people what the wine is. So this wine I actually got when I was in Oregon visiting my sister. And it's from a Laurel Vineyard. And it's a Pinot Noir, which I normally don't get. And but it was really, really good. And this is a wine that you can't get in stores, right? So the I'm just going to normally, normally I don't give out certain information, but alorovineyard.com and I'll make sure to put the link in the show notes. And it's really, really good. It's a rosé of Pinot Noir. And I think maybe that's why I like it. So the tasting notes is it's beautiful light pink in color with a copper hue revealing strawberries. It says grapefruit and I normally don't like grapefruit and I know I can't taste it in here. Mint and rose petal. You can taste the rose petal. I can tell you that. But everybody's different, right? And it says it's very versatile. It is try strawberry and goat cheese salad with arugula and balsamic reduction, lamburgers, grilled shellfish, and even strawberry shortcake. Sounds so, delicious. okay, now that I've told you what's in it, let's see. Salud. And then tell me what you think. The smell. I can smell the rose and the rose petals. You can definitely smell the rose petals. Right? I think it's delicious. It's so good. And again, it like I'm really normally. Good. Okay. So when I tasted this with my sister, I had to get it. It had to get a bottle. And so when you said you like rosé, I was like, I have the perfect rosé because this is really good. And I, like I said, I think because it's a rosé of Pinot Noir and I love Pinot Noirs, maybe that's what it is. Maybe. Yeah. So it's delicious. It is delicious. So I, we might go through this whole bottle in oh, this time. Definitely. <laughs> But, you know, normally this is a totally different episode than normal because we're just going to get right into it, into the cheese of dating because 
I feel like dating now is so different versus when you're young, right? Because first of all, when we were growing up, there wasn't the internet, there wasn't online dating, there wasn't any of that. And I, and now with the, you know, invention of apps and online dating and all of these different things, I feel like it's the way people date and the way people see each other is so different. It is. So, but you know, when did you first start? Like I, I talked about this on my Instagram page one time, my very, very first date, I was a sophomore in high school. Like this is like a real date. Like somebody came to pick me up, take me out to a movie and didn't, you know, all that. And it was this guy named Jorge from Orange Glen that I met in Avid. <laughs> <laughs> and he took me out and went to go see Passenger 57 with Wesley oh, Snipes. Nice. <laughs> Okay, I, where um, at the UA, the okay. United Artists, yeah. when it used to be United Artists, mm-hmm. and then afterwards we went to Dairy Queen. Perfect. And then <laughs> blizzards all night. Yes, <laughs> and then he, then he took me home and gave me a sweet kiss and everything. And he was going to college, so really nothing happened much after that because he was going off to college. Yeah. I wish I knew what happened to him because I had such a crush on him, and when he asked me out on a date, I was. So happy because I had a crush on him since I was a freshman. But also, I don't remember his last name. (laughs) But he was so cute and he was really smart. Look at that yearbook. Dude, he was really smart. I have to find him from my parent. Do you remember your first date? Like your first real date. Not like your first boyfriend because I remember one of your first boyfriends. Nah. I don't remember my first real date. You don't? I guess not. Apparently wasn't that important to you. Like me, it was somebody I really liked. And I was like, oh, and you're like, whatever. Thank you, next. <laughs> exactly. I don't remember. As you're telling your story, I'm like, I don't remember. I couldn't even tell you who it was with, where we went, nothing. No. No. Dang, girl. I know. But like I said, like so much has changed. Because when you're in high school, right, a guy has to come up to you has to call you, has to pass you a note, has to something. There wasn't cell phones and texting, so it wasn't like we could get texts. Like, a guy really had to have some freaking balls to ask you out. Well, but also you were, like, friends with people, and then, like, you guys were in class together every day all the time in class, and you just – you. You got to know each other, and I think that's the difference. I mean, you could get to know someone from work, but, like, you don't really want to date somebody from work. And so, like, back in the day when you were dating people from school, it was different. But nowadays, nobody tries to get to know anybody. It's just like, what do you have to offer me really quick at five seconds? And then if I don't think it's enough, I'm going to be, like, looking for the next. Or even if I do think you're great, you have all the qualities of something I'm looking for – I'm still going to be looking for the next in five minutes. So yeah. You leave. Yeah. It's that, so I feel like the, the swiping culture has done, right? I don't because... swipe. <laughs> I just look at messages, you know, you get enough messages is like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> you know, I'll talk to these guys. Occasionally one pops up along the top and you're like, oh wait, he looks cute. Okay. So what did you used to look for in your twenties and your, you know, like as you were in your twenties, what were the things that you used to look for then that you don't look for now? Or and vice versa. Well, not vice versa yet. But just what are the things that you were like that really caught your attention when you were in your 20s that you don't really pay attention to now? 
I mean, I feel like you still pay attention because back then I feel like it was just like, oh, they're cute. Like this person's cute. I'm going to go hang out with them. And now like that's definitely not enough. Like dime a dozen, mm-hmm. you know, hot guys everywhere. Like that they all think they're the greatest. But like back then you just wasted time with the wrong person for entirely too much time because they're cute. And then you felt bad and you're going through all these life changes and there's like stuff and you're like, well, they were there for me. So like I should stay together with them. And you're coming up with all these stupid excuses of why you're going to be together with this person. You have no business being with. Totally. Because so cute. Oh my gosh. Five totally. years ago. Now yes. they're so annoying. All you do is talk about <laughs> how annoying they are. And like, you'd still stay together with them, you know? <laughs> Nowadays, I'm like, I do not have time for that. Like, I you're like, you're so annoying. Bye. (laughs) I would rather be single forever than be with somebody. And there's plenty of high guys that I know that I could like be with that I'm not interested in. So it's like, I don't care about all that anymore. I guess I like woke up, you know, back then I just didn't, it was just like, whatever. They didn't have to have anything to offer and they didn't have to. But did you feel like guys took more of an effort, even if they were prior to some of these like yes. dating apps and, and everything like that? I feel like guys took more of an effort, even if they were just wanted to use you, they took more of an effort to be able to use you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they did because they had to. Yeah, you're right. They had to like call. You know, those were the days of like talking on the phone. Like if you had your own phone line member back then, you're like, oh my gosh, I had my own phone line. I was and talking I would... about it the other day with this guy <laughs> so and he's all, did you have one of those clear phones that like lit up? I was oh, like, you know, it. I didn't have one of those, but I remember <laughs> when I had my phone turned up to the highest setting, like the highest ring. So if I was across the house, I could hear it and I would be running, Booking sprinting, it. diving on the bed, <laughs> pulling it down. Hold on, hold on, hold on. As soon as you answer it, they hang up and you're like, I don't even know who it was. There's no caller ID. Yeah. No, there was star six. Then at towards the end of that, there was star 69, but you still didn't know who it was until they answered the phone. Right. Oh my gosh. But yeah, it's so true. I always joke like with guys now, because I feel like guys, even guys around our age, because they have become lazy, right? They become lazy. And, and my thing is always, if you allow it, like you, people will reach the bar that you set. So if you set a low bar where you're like, oh, well, you just need to text me, then that's all somebody's going to do. I try to let people know I enjoy talking on the phone, even if it's just for a little bit, because it's hard to get to through text. So many things can be taken out of context. You don't know somebody's voice and inflection. You don't know if they're really joking or not. But if you're hearing them on the phone, you get a better sense of who they are because you can have somebody who is a great texter and in person, they're like the most boring person in the world. Yeah. Or even like voice. Like I learned that. I learned that you have to like talk before you meet. I, I didn't, I learned that the hard way. I texted with this guy for like weeks. I thought he was so great. We never even talked on the phone. And then we went to go meet and he was from La Jolla. So it was like, yeah, he picked a nice place. We went out there and I was like, cool, whatever. Well, he knew the area. It was like super dark when I got there and I was lost. So I called him like, hey, he had, I knew he was already there. I'm like, hey, where do I park? You need to like park on the street somewhere. And he sounded so not like what I expected for him. What did he sound like? like? So like feminine, like beach 
boy or something. Like he sounded <laughs> super, I guess, La Jolla, but like he didn't look like that. Right. And so when I heard him, I was like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> so turned off for a quick minute. And so when he came walking up, I was just like already had this like weird, like had I talked on the phone with him before, I probably mm-hmm. wouldn't have gone out with him because I literally sat there the whole day and like thought about it. Oh, I, that happened to me before. And it was this, when I lived in Dallas and it was this guy who was really cute. We're messaging him. We've met through like a dating site or something. And he was really cool. And he's like, Let, you know, I want to take you out, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. And we talk on the phone and it's like, hi. Da, 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 da. And I was just like, am I talking to Mickey Mouse? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell is this? And it was, it was a total turn off. And he was really hot. He was really hot. And then that bring that just brought the hotness down like several notches. <laughs> it's so shallow, but it's like, it, I guess it matters. I mean, if a guy met a girl and she, her voice was like so low and she sounded like a man, he probably would be turned off too. I don't know. Men are a whole nother breed. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they would just be like, just stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> You know, probably. Okay. Let's be real. I've been like that with guys that are really stupid. Don't talk to me. Just look pretty. (laughs) And I've only dated a couple of guys like that, but it wasn't really for to date for long term. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like, wait, you're talking. Yeah. Stop. Stop that right now. (laughs) Look, how's your family? (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's the thing that I think a lot of guys don't realize that girls are way worse than they are. When it comes about talking, um, revealing information and stuff like that, like we get pretty graphic. Let's, I mean, be it's true. It, we're we're like, oh, this or this, and this is what his dick looked like, and oh, this is what he did to me or didn't do to me, or I wish he would have done this to me, whatever. Like we guys are just like, yeah, I did it. Da, 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 da. They kind of just leave They're it very all the general. There ever was, yeah, and we're like, we get into the details yeah, it's right true. it's true so we get we're we become way more graphic than than guys for sure too while you're older yeah because you're comparing right you're like have you ever i've noticed as i've gotten older yes we i share more details with my friends because i'm like has this ever happened to you and then you realize you're not alone yeah yeah it's so true some are definitely a little bit more graphic than others i'm not so much I'm not shy about it or whatever. Mm. I mean, I definitely reveal like a lot of the things probably <laughs> a lot of people wouldn't reveal like to, uh, you know, us and all our friends. Yeah. But like Rachel, the I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and she's like, I don't care. And she had had a couple of drinks and like all, you know, the stuff that she was saying, we're out in public. I'm like, you're embarrassing us. Like, Okay, you got to know where to say it. I know. You got to know where to say it. Because I've I've been out with my girlfriends and we actually, I was with some girlfriends and we were at the beach and we were talking, we were talking about sex in general. Yeah. Right. We weren't getting graphic or anything and, but we were, and we weren't yelling. We were being appropriate. And I, and some, somebody's kid was getting really close to us. And then somebody said something. I'm like, look, we're in our own space. We're being socially distant. And if their kid's coming over, like. We're not saying anything that's inappropriate. We weren't being like saying dirty words or anything like that. But there's definitely a time and the place. I'm not going to go into graphics in public in where everybody can hear me because everybody would hear me because I have a loud voice. (laughs) (laughs) 
You never know. You get a couple drinks in you and you're with the right crowd. I that's think yeah, probably, that's true. That's yeah, true. You might be part of that right crowd <laughs> or wrong crowd. <laughs> I'm just the one laughing along. I'm not usually sharing too much anyway. I was like, no, I've heard some stories, I mean, girl. I've heard I some know. stories. Not in graphic. I mean, you've seen some graphic details. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what, like, you had in your 20s, you were, because we've known each other for more than half our lives. Yeah. I was I was a year ahead of you in school, so I think you were in sixth grade, and I was in seventh grade when yeah. we first met. And Girl, that's like 30 years. That's like taking it way back. Yeah. I know. Way, way back. That's funny. And we're still friends. I know. That's crazy. That's awesome. I know. Cheers to that. Yes. Salud. I love that. I do have a lot of very long-term friendships, and I appreciate them so much, and Me I'm too. so happy about that. Me too. I have some really, really great friendships and relationships with, like, a lot of girls, which it's weird. When I was younger, I didn't, I think, you know, I'd, I would hang out with all these random people here and there, and, you know, as definitely I've gotten older, I've like decided about like, okay, yeah, like that person's cool, but it's kind of just like cool, like wherever, like I'm not going to consider them like tight friend, tell my stuff, like introduce them back into my life, you know, with whatever kind of stuff. It's like, mm-hmm. you have like Facebook, Instagram, all those things where you like, oh yeah, we've been friends for all this time, but you're really not, Yeah, you know, like me and you, we're really friends all this time. And I have so many friends that are like that. And I feel like because we've made that effort throughout the years, you've made the effort, I've made the effort, you know, yeah. our other friends that are like that. It's like, hey, I'm going to be in town. Hey, let's get together. And if you're going to be in town, I make it a priority, you know, like all those years that you were gone. Or Yeah, I was gone know. in Dallas for 15 years. And anytime I would come back, I would be like, hey, I'm back in town. And I would come down to San Diego because... Of course, I loved being here. Yeah. So yeah. I'd be like, yeah, I'd come back down. But when I was, before I moved, you guys came up mm-hmm. to make sure you said goodbye to yeah. me, came up to I can't believe I never went out to Dallas. I still never been to Dallas. All the places that I've been. And I yeah. talked about it like so many times. Yes. And I just like never worked out. I know. I got married. And- well, speaking of, <laughs> no, well, I mean, I would say I would consider you, and I don't know if I ever told you this, but I would consider you in your 20s a serial monogamist. Would you say that? I, I would think so. Yeah. I mean, when I did date, it wasn't, I never online dated or did anything like that until last year. Yeah. Because you were always in a relationship. Like you would have a little bit of. Well, then of course I had my daughter when I yeah, was 20. 20. So it's like, even when I wasn't in a relationship, I still just kind of had to, you know, luckily we had a great friend group that we always had like people that kind of hang out with. So you know, it just kind of like seemed that way. I think those relationships were like on and off relationships for like mm-hmm. the longest, right? So it seemed like I was together with these people for longer. But if you really knew deep down in the dirty, like I wasn't, or, yeah. you know, it was kind of just like It was that. just, we were all hanging out. They yeah. were like, they didn't leave the friend group or whatever. Yeah. Still haven't left. Uh, I think I'm the only person that never dated anybody in the friend group. We were talking about that at uh, the graduation party. Yeah. They're like, have you ever? I'm like, nope. No, I sure have not. What do you consider dating? I've never even fooled around with anybody <laughs> in the day. I've never dated. I've never gone on a date. I've never hooked up with. I've never kissed anybody in our friend group. Yeah. I wish that was the case for me. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. But you, like, it wasn't like you You were engaged a few, a, at least once, right? Uh-huh. And then, but you didn't get married till you were in your mid-30s. 34. So you've been divorced for two years, two years now. 
So what was it about the guy that you married? I don't, I don't know if you want to say his name or not, but what was the difference? Like what was, about that relationship versus any other relationship? And how did you guys meet? You met through work, right? We did. And I never date anybody at work. Mm-hmm. And I knew him already for like a good while before then. And he like so wasn't even like my type of person to like be with. But it's like I had been on those on and off like relationships that weren't healthy and weren't good. And, you know, with the one relationship, I feel like I took advantage of the fact that he was kind of drunk. And so right. things would happen. And I could just get away with being not really a nice person because he wasn't going to remember anyways. And so that relationship kind of like, you know, screwed me up. Wow. And I feel like when I got together in this other relationship that he was just genuinely just a nice person, just so sweet all the time and nice and seemed different in those kind of ways than, you know, the guys from before. And somehow I got fooled into thinking that somebody loving me was enough and it wasn't. Well, oh my gosh. I've never heard you say that before. Yeah. That's crazy because we, we, there's been talk where you want to be with a guy who loves you more than you love them. Right. I mean, I loved him. I still love him. He's a great guy, you know, but just our paths weren't aligned yeah, and our life journeys weren't aligned. Gotcha. And I feel like, you know, he really wanted to get married. Like, so we got married, you know, like I didn't want to not be with him. Right. And he asked me to marry him and then we planned up getting married and we did. And all the problems that we have, I feel like came from the fact that we got married, you know, because it was like my expectation of things like went up. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Like, okay, well now I chose you, like you're my husband now, you know, and I already owned a home and I already, you know, managed all these things by myself and did all this stuff and like had this vision, like this person's now going to be my partner. We're going to do this together and we're going to make these goals and it's going to be there. And that's not what happened. Yeah. So what problems do you think started kind of coming up after you got married that you didn't have, that you didn't see or didn't expect prior to that? Well, like I said, it's like my expectation went up of like, now you're my husband. So now, you know, like if something was wrong in my house before, like I was a single homeowner, if something went wrong, I'd call my brother. Now I have a husband. I shouldn't have to call my brother. Like in my mind, like, you know, it's those types of things when I would mention to him, Hey, this needs to get done. And he would be like, okay, like, I don't, I don't know how to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. And I would just kind of just stare at him like, wait, are you waiting for me to do it? Cause like I would, if I didn't have a husband, but now I do. So. <laughs> like <laughs> you weren't were waiting things- for me to cook you dinner <laughs> or you weren't waiting for me to like clean your stuff. Yeah. Like, but 
you know, so it was like those types of things was like such a turnoff. And it was because of the person that I married. If I had married somebody that was like super handy, obviously that wouldn't have been a thing. Well, I realized I want to be with somebody that's super handy because to me, like, and you know me, the person that I am, like anything that I want done, I'm going to attempt to do it myself. And if I can't, then I will figure out who else can do it for me. And typically those would be my brother, you know, or like, you know, whatever. I've got brothers who are handy. Yeah. um, But I think that also comes along with being single for so long because I'm the same way. Like I'll attempt to do something myself. But he was single for all that time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So let me ask you, were these even things you even talked about prior to getting married? I didn't, I guess I didn't know to talk about those. I didn't know that it was going to be a thought in my mind of like, well, now you're my husband. So like, now you have to do this. Now you have to be, you better be handy. Like I literally told him one day, like, don't make me sad that I picked you to be my husband. Wow. No shit. I told him that totally ruthless, but I did because I felt that way, you know? And I felt like my expectation went up of what he should be trying to handle and his went down like, oh, I already got her and I'm just going to chill right here. And she already bought the house by herself and she did these things. And he would say things like, what's your house? Because it was my house when we got married. It was my house. Right. So, you know, in his mind, he wasn't good with money. We did not share money in our marriage. He had his money, his bills and his stuff. And I had mine. And then we made a plan to one day have these things together. Well, we opened a joint bank account together and the only person putting money in there was me and the only person spending it was him. So there was just stuff that I didn't even think, you know, okay, now we're married. Okay. sounds reasonable. We're going to go get a joint bank account, you know, because I had shared a bank account years before with somebody and it caused nothing but problems. And so I never did that again. So when we got married, knowing that he wasn't great with money, it was like, all right, I'm going to motivate him and like teach him how to do it. Well, I realized like, I don't want to teach a guy. I'm not trying to do that. I'm not trying to get married to a guy when I'm 34 years old and teach him how to act like a man and take care of life. Like I'm not doing that. So at what point did you realize that it was no longer going to work and you had to walk away? Well, he was from the other side of the country. He had moved there, um, you know, years before to be with a different girl. And then that didn't work out. And then, you know, he still lived here and then we got together and I already knew him when he was together with that other girl. And so he wanted to move back there. And literally that was the only like concern I had before we got married was what happens if you want to move back to New York? And he was like, that's never going to happen. I'm never going to want to go for sure. I love it here and all this stuff. And then a couple of years into the marriage, I, what I think turned it was I, refinanced my house and you know rates were good everything was good like I'm gonna go refinance well now that I was married I had to sign a a separate form that said he had no rights to the house and the notary comes to like and I told him hey you're gonna have to sign this paper and he's like yeah okay so the notary lady comes and I'm like hey you need to be here so that you can you know sign this paperwork and then he starts asking her all these questions and she's just staring at him like yeah I don't I'm just here to yeah. notarize the piece of paper. I have exactly. no idea what you're so talking about. She was about. doing all of my documents for the house and whatever. So, you know, he seemed all upset after that. And I was like, dude, what's the deal? You know, and he's, he was convinced that I 
slipped that paper in there and then said that the state of California required it. <laughs> I was like, this guy knew how community property and all that stuff works. He's in finance and yet he still like was convinced. And then one day after he was all mad, he ended up telling me that he called an attorney. He said, I called an attorney what? because you were trying to like, you know, take me. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like we had already agreed on this. You know, we were still going to keep our stuff separate. At one point I'll sell the house. You save money. We can go buy our own house together. Like all of these things. Like, and then I started thinking, well, like, did you just marry me? Because you were hoping like at some point you would gain money because I've, you know, set myself up good. I have a 401k. I bought a house. I have good credit. I drive a nice car. Like, you know, I work hard. Like, were you banking on that? And so my mind immediately changed. Like, I didn't trust him all of a sudden. And I was just like, what the hell? Like, you wanted to get married so bad. Like, I never talked about getting married. You were so concerned about us getting married. Like, is that why? And so that right there was like the beginning of the end. And we only had been married for like two years. And it literally like just, you tell me, oh, you called an attorney because you think I'm trying to like jip you out of something. Like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, I pay you this much money per month. It's like, no, you don't pay me. You live. We all do. Yeah. You know, and we pay all the bills that come along with the house. And he's like, I could live in a cheaper place if I wasn't together with you. He would say stuff like that. And I'm like, bye, go live there then. You know, like, and what he paid me was not. Not even half. Not even close. And so, yeah, it caused a lot of problems. And it was, and only those things came up because we were married. Had I refinanced my house and we were just living together, it wouldn't even have been a thing. Yeah. It wouldn't even nothing. But we were married. It caused a problem. Do you think you would have still been together? I mean, obviously he decided he wanted to move across the country, but had he not decided that you think I can't even say it. I don't anything like that. Everything happens the way it's supposed to. Yeah. So that happened. I was kind of like, yeah, you're tripping. The only concern before we got married was what happens when you want to move back there. My daughter lives here. My family lives here. Like I'm not moving there just so that you know. And he assured me he didn't want to, you know, and then all these years later, he kept talking about it, talking about it, talking about it. I was constantly, the conversation was you could sell your house and we could go buy a house and here, and it was, you know, less expensive there. And there was constantly the conversation and it's like, dude, I'm not moving there. So sounds good, but we're not doing that, you know? And he just kept talking about it, talking about it. Honestly, like all these people from his life kept dying. And it was the weirdest thing, like all these old friends that like weren't even his friends anymore. People he knew, yeah, since he was like way back when, but he wasn't friends with them anymore. Yeah. And they'd be dying. And then he would, oh, what happens when my mom dies? What happens when this happens? And it's like, yeah, I get all of those things. And I wasn't trying to be like cold to that. But at the same time, like I'm still not going there. So we're going to have to figure this out. And so we started having those other issues. And honestly, my mind always turned to, he just wanted to be 3000 miles away. So why would I work so hard on something when his mind is already like 3000 miles away? And when he went there, cause he worked from home and he went there and he was gone for a good while and he seemed happier there and he wasn't here with me. And I was like, it seems weird to have you like come home. Like two months later, he came home because we were having issues and he left and I went out to visit and it was cool. And I loved going there. It was great. I spent time with the family. I didn't have to think. I didn't have to do anything, which is so far off from my regular life because I have to manage everything Everything. in life and everybody's thoughts. Yeah. 
And when I would go there, it's like, I would never even, I never even drove one time all the years that I went there. Never. I could sit on the couch. We want to watch TV. Sure. You want to go out to eat? Where are we going to go? You pick. I don't even care. And I loved it. And so that was that last trip that I had with him there. And I said, we wouldn't talk about anything. And then you'll come home with me. And when he came home with me, he was here for two weeks before we decided that he was going to move back there. And so he said he was going to move back there. As soon as he said it, I said, I said like this, I don't like to have drama. You know, I love the guy. I care about him. He's a great guy. Like, I'm not trying to say bad stuff. It's just not the guy for me. And it took us being married for me to understand that. And I told him, like, you seem way happier there. And, you know, at that time, we were just about to be 40. We weren't even 40 yet. And so I'm like, you deserve to be happy. Like, you could still go be with somebody, have a family and like all of these things. He said he didn't want to and whatever, but he still could was my point. And, you know, he was like, no, no, no. I just want to be with you. And I believe he loved me and everything, but. We got into a fight one day and him telling me when, when we got home in that two weeks time, he, he told me that I wasn't a good wife because I wasn't going to, you know, go there with him. And I'm like, I told you that was literally my only thing that I'm not going to move there. And what happens when you want to? And he's like, well, things change. I'm like, what well, didn't change for me? Sorry. Like that didn't change for me. And I told you, so I don't feel bad and still telling you that I still don't want to go. Cause I've been honest and I, that's the thing with that relationship. I was like super honest about stuff and there would be this thought in my mind where it's like, well, I'm honest. And if you're choosing to still be with me, then great. If you know, don't fake like you like it. And so, yeah, we got into a fight. He's telling me I was a bad wife. And I said, well, I want to live here. And he said, well, I want to live in New York. And I never turned back from that. We never had a never conversation otherwise. It was like, figure out when you're leaving, what you're taking, what you're doing, and when that's going to be. And he moved in two weeks because his mom was going to come out to Vegas. And uh, in that two weeks from then, she had a trip planned to Vegas. So I was like, your mom's going to come out. You can drive to Vegas and you guys can drive home together. And that's what he did. Two weeks later, hmm. he was going to leave on a Thursday. And my luckily, I have someone who was able to help me like, figure out how easy the divorce was because we never shared anything. So it was like literally three pieces of paper. Nice. She emailed me and was like, fill these out. We'll get on a conference call. And I talked to him on that weekend before that Thursday when he was leaving. And I was like, Hey, I got all the paperwork, you know, for what we can do. And, um, we can get on a conference call and that's it. I'm going to go down to the courthouse on Monday and file for divorce. And he was like, what? I'm like, well, you didn't think that we were still going to be married. Like when you left and went to New York and I think he did think that, I don't know, maybe he thought I was going to change my mind or something and no shit. We did. We filled out the paperwork and you know, money was always an issue. And I was like, it cost $435 to get divorced. So I figured we could split it. He's like, I'm not paying for that. And by that point I was just like, fine. Yeah. I don't even care. We literally went down there together, filled out our little envelopes for us to receive our paperwork back in six months filed together and went to dinner and then he moved to like a couple days later. I still talk to him till this day. Just talked to him yesterday. That is so, I mean, you've shared with me things that I hadn't heard before. So that's so crazy. When, how long did it take you before you started like figuring you could start dating and how did you, 
how did you start that? How did you start navigating that? So I do remember my first date after that. Post-divorce. <laughs> Not your first day. I know. I mean, I've never been married, so I have not had, I could not say, there's very few memorable dates. I would be like, oh yes, this yeah. is my first date. Yeah. But maybe so that's why. It was about like about six months, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, like when I first got divorced, I was like, please don't talk to me. Don't look at me. Like don't, nothing. Like every guy who was like, you know, trying to holler. I was just like, no. And I had... I was probably 20 pounds more overweight than I, you know, was. And it's like, that's what happens. You get married and you just like sit around the house and like make food, make breakfast and dinner and lunch. And all the time you're eating all this extra stuff. And so I was like, don't even think about it. So I kind of worked on me and did my own thing. About six months goes by. And I used to know this guy from way back when, when we were like 15 years old that I used to think was so hot. And he noticed that I was single on social media and like hit me up like, Hey, you're posting different. Like, are you, did you get a divorce or something? He knew. And I was like, yeah. So we started talking. We went out on one dinner. It was nice. We had a great time. Everything was cool. We met there. We left and like all whatever. And I've known him for like years. So Mm -hmm. we still continue to talk. We're busy, you know, and kind of things were going on. He lives about 45 minutes north from where I was. So it was like, all right, well, like if we're going to go out and drink and whatnot, then, you know, maybe I should consider staying over. And at that time it was kind of like, you know, new, but I mean, I had known this guy for like super long time. And so it was comfortable and whatever. Biggest mistake of my life. Like (laughs) (laughs) after it was all said and done, I laid there that night. Like, why did I drink? And why am I like still here right now? Cause it was all bad. Like the whole thing was just bad. I remember you, ta- you talking about this date. Like, it was a horrible date and he, and I don't know. If and it was, it was just, at dinner time. You were like, why am I here? Wasn't it? Was it at like, dinner, I was sitting across the table from him. I was, he was being so rude to the waiter and he was just so rude and grumpy. And I'm thinking to myself, and he was a little bit older than me. And so I was thinking to myself, like, dude, is this like how like guys are now? Like, couple I think he was like three years older than me and so I was like 40 and I'm like he's like a grumpy old man and then I'll be honest like we you know had some drinks we got a little busy and it was like the worst experience there ever was it was like well wait are are you done or like have you not started yet And I was literally. I've had one of those. I've like had one of those. Traumatized. No shit. I was like traumatized. I've and had, I had one been of drinking. those where I was like, wait, did anything even happen? You know what's so <laughs> funny? Is I had already been drinking and like all oh, whatever. And he was being so rude. And I was already like, why am I even like hanging out with this dude? Like what happened? He's like, mm-hmm. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Like I've known him for this super long time. Always had this thought in my mind. Our first date was great and fun. This time was miserable. And however, I decided it was still a good idea to go get in bed with him. I don't know. But I think it was. Were you thinking it was going to like change it or something? I was hoping. (laughs) It's been a while. (laughs) And it was over before I even realized it started. (laughs) And he turned his back to me and rolled over and went to sleep. No shit. And I was just like, what the hell? And I woke up at like six o'clock in the morning. And snuck out of his bed, 
all quiet, put my clothes on. And right when I was about to walk out the door, he woke up. Oh. I was like, where are you going? And then, of course, I'm like, it's good. Just stay in bed. Like, I got to go. Like, I'm out, you know, six o'clock in the morning. Like, there was no like, oh, come over here and cuddle with me because you're so hot. Like, I don't care how hot you are. That was whack. And I got to go. And I wish I never came. I should have stayed at home last night on the couch. Because you didn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> so that was my first experience back into the game and I was like super traumatized and then I was like I, I guess I can't get, date guys that are like older like what they have like is this what you get like this is I got jibbed like I wasted all that time being married yeah. like what is even going on and he, he kept calling and texting me trying to hang out and I was like yeah no yeah <laughs> okay so I had started because I know you've just recently dipped in the last year, dipped your toe into the online dating pool. I've kind of done it on and off for, for years because I get bored. Like I'm the, I'm that person. I'm like bored and I'm like, Oh, let me sign up. That's what everybody said. And then I look at people. So you've seen the guys that I've dated and I can pull down some beautiful men. Yes. I can pull down some hot men, but why is it when you're on a dating site it's the ugliest, fattest, baldest men that are the ones that reach out to you. And this is because, okay, I, I want to say why, right? But really, I'm always about the fact that it's because everybody, I don't know. I don't know if it's reaches higher or whatever. They think they're better. I have no idea. But everybody's always looking for something better when it's online, always. right? always you could have a really hot guy and that's why it's so hard for me like in online because I'm not this I'm not the thinnest I'm not the prettiest I'm not the smartest and I'm okay but I'm the perfect version of me like nobody's a better me than me right. <laughs> and but when people meet me in person it's so different right like I the guy could totally not notice me online, but then see me in person and be like, Hey, what's up? You know, and try yeah. and talk to me and everything. So I'm just not a good online person. Remember when I redid your profile that one day? I'm oh like, like rewrote all the stuff. Oh yes. Great. Yes. <laughs> but you have been very successful online. <laughs> I have met. You have been very successful online. online. Yes. Yeah. So what are the things? So what like, online things have you used and what like where do you feel your success and where do you feel like you're just so done with it are so at first it's weird when you're first online it's weird you talk to these different people you're not really for sure what to say you know like you get the messages of like somebody just saying hi it's like, dude, put a better effort in than yes, to just say hi. Like exactly. you're lame. Um, or you get some like novel, you know, from some guy that's like all this, how you're the greatest, most beautiful thing he's ever seen in the world um, or whatever. But I, I spent like the first while I feel like I talked for too long and invested too much time in with people that were like not worth my time. Mm -hmm. And so... Somewhere along the line, I realized that, like, I'd rather just meet them. Like, let's meet quick. Like, if I can meet you in the first couple of days of us talking, 
which I don't want them to live too close to me, but I don't want them to be too far at the same time. You know, we were talking about yeah. that earlier, like that good 30 minute drive. I'm okay with that. Like, yeah, I own a nice, beautiful home and all whatever, but I ain't trying to have them coming over my house, you know, and yeah. they're always like, oh, you're hanging out in the pool and you're doing this and that, whatever your house, like maybe one day you, when you invite me over and I kind of just like, yeah, ha, ha, ha. Oh God. <laughs> Why do you guys always say like, they always say that, oh, when you invite me over, cause I like to cook and I'm so, because of where I'm located, right. And right. like pretty much downtown San Diego, it's like, <laughs> When I say, oh, yeah, I'm like in this area, I'm really close to all these things. Oh, well, maybe you can invite. I'm like, why is that the first thing? Like, why do I want to invite you over? We've had five sentences yeah, towards yeah, each yeah. other. Yeah. And now you're trying to. I mean, I do talk definitely invite. more than that for like a little bit before I even decide, like, am I going to give you my number? You know, not like the number is like so sacred or whatever. I'm not one of those people that just goes blocking people. I think that's stupid. If you don't want to see somebody anymore, then you should man up and tell them like, hey, I'm not interested. Hey, it's not me. It's you. Yeah. Because. <laughs> <laughs> and you, I could see you saying it's not me. It's you. <laughs> it's so like, you know, like the men nowadays who just like all of a sudden ghosts. And I'm not the only one that that's ever happened to. I know oh, so I many story stories. Right now. There's so many stories yeah. of like, oh, you just, what happened? You never talked to the guy like ever again? Like, no, obviously he's whack, you know? So, and again, everything happens the way it's supposed to. So I'm not going to spend too much time dwelling on those types of things, but I did learn to meet earlier. And so I think it's more successful because you're going to tell like a lot of the dates that I had are first dates and we never really talk again anymore. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, I'm not everyone's cup of tea. I'm a lot. I have high expectations. I, you know, am very active, adventurous. I like to do stuff. I have a lot of friends. Like if you're just sitting on the couch all the time looking for somebody to be your only happiness, I'm not your girl for sure. hundred percent. Girl, salute to that because <laughs> I don't have time to just sit on my ass all day watching TV. I got stuff to do. <laughs> and that's the problem. Like at first, when you first date, it's like it kind of takes you back to like that old time where it's like, well, when they're cute. I mean, obviously, like online, they have to be good looking, right? Yeah. You have to be attracted in some way or else you wouldn't. You have to. It's super shallow and whatever, but it is what it is. And like, you know, so when I go through the hundred messages that I got, you know, I look for the ones that like kind of look cute. We'll kind of check out their pictures. It really is what they write that makes a difference to me, not always what they look like. You know, I, I think my type is more like a And not everybody's type. photogenic. So I always try and be like, if it's borderline, try and give them the benefit of the doubt. Because not everybody's photogenic. I've met guys that are not that cute in, in pictures. It's, I have And to. they're really cute in person. I went out with this one guy and I was like sitting there, like as we're having drinks, thinking, you are so much hotter in person. Like your pictures do you zero. My justice. OC boy, my OC boy, who I've, you know, talked to on and yeah. off for the last couple of years. Dude, his pictures, he was okay. He looked like he was fun. But I was but when I saw him in person, I was like, Holy fuck, you were so hot. <laughs> That's so weird, huh? Yeah. But it really is to me like kind of if they write things that I kind of like, you know, kind of speak to me, then I'm kind of like, all right, let me like, you know, talk to this guy. So it might not even be, you know, the look. Um, and I can't say like, what's my type? I mean, there's all kinds of good looking people out there. They, they're all different colors Agreed. and they're all short or tall. Like I decided I definitely don't like guys that are too tall because I'm short. And I like to hold, I like to hug and I'm very affectionate. And I, if I like you, I want to be able to like 
hug you in a, a, like an appropriate manner. And when you're like really tall, it's just not, it's not comfortable. You know, it's just like, I'm you're like at wrapped waist. around your waist. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's just not fun. See, and I, because I'm short, I think we're, there are just a couple inches difference between me and you, yeah. but because I'm short, I don't like guys that are really short because I want to look up a little bit, right? Like, the, the last few guys that I've dated have been six two six three, And that's like, I love that. That's like maximum. For yeah. Me. I mean, but I mean, I'm good. I'm not saying I need everybody got to be like that, but I'm like at least be five, seven. But one thing. Yeah, but every guy that puts it, he's five, seven. It's like really five, like five, four. <laughs> yes. It's like, what the okay. hell? So here's things that I've learned. Remember the short guy? Oh, yes. Yes. Convinced me that yes. I could like measure him yes. the next time we hang out. Yes. I think because he had a nice porch and a nice house. He was like, she'll overlook the fact that I'm shorter than her. It's like, no. Oh, but guys don't realize like you cannot lie like that. And girls, you can't lie like that either. Right. Like you can't be 300 pounds and say you have an athletic body like be real <laughs> that, apparently that's like it happens a lot too because i ask a lot of questions now i just ask everybody everything yeah okay so let me tell you so these are the couple of things that i've learned right i've learned that and i really am not trying to do the online dating thing right now anymore and i'll tell you a couple of things in a moment but if a guy does not have a height then he's short <laughs> like really short right and if a guy's that like, uh, at least if a guy, I even had a guy one time say he was five, nine. And I was like, I'm looking you in the eye and I'm five, four. Don't give me your five, nine. Like, come I on. I literally yeah. had to tell the one guy, like, uh, unless the doctors have been lying to me my whole life, you're literally my exact same height and you're five, two. I told him that. <laughs> and he's like, no, <laughs> he's still trying to convince me. I was like, I can't Girl, I'm looking at you right now. I'm looking at you. So, okay, before, like, I want to kind of end, you know, when we end everything, I want to be able to talk about what my business and life coach has kind of taught me. But before that, that yes. So one thing that a lot of people were asking when I said we were doing this is they were asking um, when you're, they don't want to do online dating. I know a lot of people our age, they're like, I'm so sick of online dating because here's one thing I told my friend and tell me if you feel the same way. And I don't ever feel like I'm competing with anybody, right? Because if somebody likes you, they like you. However, I've learned that being, at least for me, because I'm single, I've never been married and I don't have any kids. I feel like men put their expectations on me. Like, because especially because I'm Latina, then they're like, oh, she wants to get married and have kids right away. And I'm like, you haven't even asked me what I want. I've had this conversation with myself and I know what I'm good with and what I'm not. Do not put your expectations on me. So I feel like I get that. And one of my friends was like, I never thought of that because she's a lot younger. She's like in her early 30s. She's yeah. like, I never thought of that. Like when you get into your 40s, I'm like, yeah. They I'm like, you're just trying to time down quick. Yes. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I didn't think about that. Then the other part is then because of that, right, guys want, if, if, if they don't have, because it's okay for them to not ever be married, not have kids in their 40s. Right. Right. But then menace to society. That's yes. what this guy from work told me. He's <laughs> an older gentleman. But then on the other side of that, right? So instead of asking me like, hey, what what do you want? Right? 
then they would, it's almost like you're quote unquote competing. But like I said, I'm not competing with anybody. We should not ever be competing with anybody with girls that are way younger, that have a longer timeline in case a guy does want to get married, like get married and have kids because I'm older. I might want to do it right away. And they might may want to wait and take their time. So I'm, you know, women our age are kind of, like I said, quote unquote, competing with women in their 20, women that they will never have a shot with, mind you. Right. But they swear in their head. If they have the money, they might. Yeah, but. That's it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Young girls aren't going to go out with older guys unless they have some kind of money. And let's be real. As women get older, tell them, okay, I was just talking this with my other friends who are in their 40s. As you get older, especially when you hit your 40s, your sex drive goes in freaking sane. For sure. That's your prime time. Yes. And so you think, and a guy in his, like. He's all tired. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've been dating. Not all of them. Not all of them. But a lot of the guys that I've been dating have been in, like, their mid-30s. Yeah. Because they can keep up. They're, like, ready. Yeah. You know, and you think a guy in there, like a girl in her 20s is going to be like, yeah, let me ride you, daddy. And you're like 50 years old and you don't have any, you're like have to just pop a blue pill every single time. Yeah, no. So those are a couple of things that I've, I've realized by doing this. But like I said, so when I was telling people what they were doing, a lot of people were asking outside of dating online because they don't want to do that. Where can they meet people? So you were talking about some different things earlier tonight. I want you to share a couple of those things in regards to where where to meet people. I've met some people, like connected with people that I've known for a long time on Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that. Those old high school friends. Yes. Those have been, <laughs> those have not. This I told been, you my story about that. I was yeah, all that. Yeah. yeah. Well, mine was about, do you want me to should I share that right now? Yes. Yes. Okay. So. I recently reconnected with somebody who I've known, again, I've known, we were never super tight friends ever, that I've known since middle school. And he messages me as soon as we like connect. He's like, hey, Jessica, how have you been? Oh my gosh, blah, blah, blah. And um, hey, yeah, it's been a long time. How are you? We're messaging back and forth. And I... I'm telling, he's like, where do you live now? And I'm telling him where I live and blah, blah, blah. And, oh, you're going to invite me over sometime. But again, I'm not looking at it with those eyes. I'm looking at it as uh, somebody I've just known, like not necessarily been my friend, but somebody I've known for a really long time. Woman thought. Yeah. So like anybody, right? Like anybody, any friend, I'd be like, oh yeah, you're, you're welcome anytime. When I moved here, wasn't I like, oh yeah, you're welcome anytime. Yeah. So that's how I'm thinking. Girl, this man went at it hard. He that later he's like, "Can I call you? I'm driving." He's calling me. He's texting me. He's good morning, beautiful. This and that. And all of my responses are very like quip. They're very just whatever. That's not how it works. Look, and I was even very straight out. I was like, "Look, I'm not looking for a friend with benefits." Because he was definitely going there. He's like, "I'm not either." And it, this for four, five weeks, actually, this continues. Like he is, I tell him, these are my five non-negotiables. Like these are my non-negotiables. Well, I'll tell you in a minute. Okay. I tell these are my five non-negotiables. Oh, I think that's great. 
I'm not looking for a friends with benefits. I'm actually at a point in my life where I'm ready for a relationship. So if you're not, don't even talk, don't even talk to me like that. That's what he told you. No, I told him oh, that. Okay, and he's okay. like, no, 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 I am, I am, I am, blah, 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 blah. So while I'm away, he's still messaging me. Finally, I'm like, look, if, and he has, da- he dated a mutual friend of ours like 12, 13 years ago, but still I'm like, I need to talk to her. And I was like, look, if you want to go out with me, I need to talk to this friend. I need to make sure it's all good. Cause if it's not, cause he was like really wearing it down. Like I was like, okay, like I'm putting all these hoops in front of him and he keeps jumping all these hoops. Right. So I was like, and so I figured if I said that, if he wasn't serious, he'd be like, nah, don't do it. Uh-huh. But he was like, I want you to do whatever makes you comfortable. If that, I really want to see you. I really want to hang out with you. If that's what makes you comfortable, please like talk to her. All right. So I talked to her, tell her everything. And she was like, I appreciate you talking to me, gives me her blessing, so to speak. And so I was like, all right, but if you want to ask me out, you need to ask me out at least three days in advance. Appropriate. And you need to call me. You can't text me. And he's like, okay. So Thursday night he calls me and we're talking. And at the end of the phone call, he's like, how long was this talk? Um, well, I was in the, I was at a hotel with my nephew, so it can't, couldn't been that long. I think okay. it was probably like 30 minutes. All right. And the first time we talked on the phone, it was like two, three hours. Yeah. And at the end of the phone call, he was just like, Jessica, I would really love to come pick you up and take you out and show you, you know, a good time on a Friday, on a Sunday night. And I was like, all right, cool. So he, he, I said, I would love to, that sounds lovely. And he had told me that he drops off his kids between a certain time and that after he dropped them off, he would come get me. And I said, okay, I didn't expect to talk to him on Saturday. We were still messaging on Friday. Did not expect to talk to him on Saturday because I knew he had his kids. Sunday comes around and it's like 10 in the morning. And I'm like, hey, will you let me know when you're on your way, when you're about to take your kids so I know how long I have? And he says, yes. Okay. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Then an hour past the time where he says, between the time range, he says he drops his kids off comes by and I'm like, well, maybe something happened. No big deal. Text him. Hey, I haven't heard from you. Are we still on? Nothing. Crickets. An hour goes by. I'm like, is everything okay? Or did you just blow me off? Crickets. Then I see he's on Facebook Messenger. And I was like, okay, I get it. Now I get how you're like, you, it was for you. It's just about the chase. Until I said yes, because I was saying no every, until that last week, I was like, no, 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 no. And the next day I just sent him like a voice memo, basically just telling him I didn't appreciate that. Like you don't do that to somebody you say you care about. And I mean, it was a lot more in depth, but basically just like, I'm not going to scream and I'm not going to yell because this is obviously what you do. I was, you know, I was actually more excited to see him than I even thought I was going to be. And so I was like, all right, well, 
that hurt that hurt and I wasn't gonna lie I was like that hurt my feelings so whatever bye <laughs> that's like the thing that I was telling you about you know our other friend that was like oh my gosh I hate online dating because I get rejected by these people I don't even know and then I'm sitting around feeling all bad about myself about someone I don't even care about you know I didn't feel bad I mean I, I for that moment but after that I didn't feel bad and and because, and I think the, this quarantine has really helped me. I feel like I've evolved a lot, even in my thought process and how I approach things. Okay. So here's a few things. Dodged a bullet. Dodged a bullet. Girl. I already know. You told me the name earlier. You didn't tell me any of this story, but dodged a bullet. Yeah. I'll give you sure. more of the grisly details later, but no. Yeah. I mean, that's basically what it was. That's all it was. What's and wrong with people? I don't know. I mean, you know, you think, okay, we have all of these friends in common. Certainly somebody wouldn't think that they would be able to do that to you because you could easily tell people or whatever. And I'm just like, you know what? It's not worth it. Honestly, it doesn't even take anything away from me. I'm just like, it is what it is. The situation happened. And that's not a reflection of who I am. It's a reflection of who that person is. So, and I think a lot, oftentimes, right, we get rejected or something like that happens. And we start thinking what's wrong with me. Yeah. What's wrong with me when there's nothing wrong with you. It's like somebody should not be doing that to another person. And it's really a reflection of who they are. Yeah. Then who you are. It's a hundred percent true. And it's like, if everybody could just live in the mindset of everything happens the way it's supposed to, not even necessarily for a reason, because then people beat themselves up. Like, yeah. what's the reason? I need yeah, to know yeah. the reason. The way it's, it's supposed like, to. Exactly. The way that it's supposed to. I always, I don't say everything happens for a reason. I say it's the way that it's supposed to. And you're supposed to learn from those things. You're supposed to learn from all the people and the experiences that you have. And you're supposed to grow and be a better person. And I'll tell you what, you cannot grow. I don't care who you are with somebody else if you're just jumping from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, you're growing for whatever they want you to be. And then the next person for whatever they want you to be like, you have to take time in your older years. If you become single to figure out who you are, what you like, what you want, what you don't like, what you do like, like I said, even who you are, like every relationship should teach you something. And you may not know what that lesson is right away. Like right. hindsight is 2020. I've, yeah. I had a really, emotionally abusive relationship between 27 and 31, 32, maybe. And like I walked away when I ended, when I was out of that relationship and I did not meet him online, (laughs) met him in a club, (laughs) (laughs) but I came out as a shell of myself from that relationship And at first I was pissed. I was like, why did I waste my time? And now I look back at that relationship and I don't hold any bitterness towards him. I was like, you know what? I needed to, I needed to get hurt that deeply. I know that sounds really weird. And that might, some people might be like, what? Like I needed, I felt like I needed to be broken in order to rebuild myself. Yeah. Because prior to that, I was very judgmental of my friends' relationships. Right. So it was almost like, I needed to experience that to really understand what that, what that could be or what that was. Yeah. And I can, that's only my experience. I cannot speak for anybody else's, but just the fact that I grew up and I realized 
these are the things that I would compromise on. And there's a difference between compromise and compromising who you are. Right. And in that relationship, I compromised who I was. It wasn't just like compromising what movie to see or compromising what restaurant to go to. It was, I literally compromised the person that I was in that relationship. And so I know that I wouldn't ever do that again. Yeah. I think, you know, we all learn those lessons the hard way, right? I mean, oh yeah, I've learned so many lessons in life the hard way. And I feel like... Mm -hmm everybody, you, that's the way you learn. You learn by failing. You learn by falling on your ass. You learn by somebody doing you wrong. You learn by all of these things, but it's like, I'm not, I I have to let all that stuff go. I'm not holding on to anything from when I was younger. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not doing that. I don't even care. It's not even worth my thoughts. Like I want to have a fun, happy, easy, drama-free life as I move on into the next half of my life. I'm single. I don't have my kid already moved out of the house. Like I'm not on her schedule. I'm not on anybody's schedule. There's nobody waiting for me to come home and do something for them. There's nobody waiting for me to do anything for them anytime. And I feel great about it. I think it's great because I sacrifice a lot of stuff in my life. And I think people have a hard time with that as they get older. If they get divorced and they start feeling all bad, oh, boohoo, my kids. It's like, dude, your kids want you to be happy. Yeah. Like you being all miserable with this person in this relationship for however long. Yeah. They don't want to see that. No, they don't even, they can't even stand it. They're just like, oh my God, you freaking drives me crazy. You know? So it really is growing into your own and figuring out who you are. Failing up. Have you heard that? Failing up? Failing up. Yeah, that's a good one. And you've done so much on your own, so many different things that you've experienced and tried and done all on your own that whole time. I haven't been there. So like, you know, understanding that all of us at this age, we're all in different stages. Some people had kids young and now they have little kids too. They were never married before. Now they're married. Um, you know, the other ones that were married forever, they're still married and they're miserable about it most of the time, you know, there's the (laughs) occasional ones that like still like each other, but for the most part, it's not, you know, so great. It's like everybody's grown into something different and appreciating those things and supporting those things is what I really think is, you know, what helps you to grow and become a better person. There's so many people that just are miserable and they try to make everybody else miserable too. And I'm lucky enough to realize that and cut that out of my life, you know, and hold on to the people and their, you know, friendships and relationships like you support you, what you're doing. You support me, what I'm doing. We love and care about each other. And that's, I could be single forever. So long as I have that. Yeah. Like I don't need somebody else to make me feel like I'm enough. What you just said is key, that you don't need somebody because you have to feel like you're enough on your own. You can't have like that whole, remember that whole Jerry Maguire, like you complete me thing. Oh my gosh, that gave like such a bad rap to all of that because you can't have anybody else complete you. You need to be able to complete yourself. You need to be a whole person in order, because if you don't love yourself, if you're not a whole person, how can you love yourself? And if you can't love yourself, how do you expect anybody else to love you? And I'm sure this is a lot of things that a lot of people heard, but it's true. It's, it's true for a reason because that's, you know, it's a saying for a reason because it's true. 
So going back to what my, you know, what I've learned, right? One of the things when people were saying that they don't want to go online. So one of the things that was very hard for me, and I'm like now going to be proclaiming this like live to everybody because I've told some people, right? But now to say this like to everybody is a whole different thing. So one of the things that my that my life and work coach, my life and career coach, we'd worked on, and this kind of kept coming up, this whole love thing. And I kept having visualizations, like we would do visualization exercises and it, it wasn't, it would come back to this. It would come back to love. And I'm like, what the hell? And so she's like, it's probably because you're, you're in a place where now you're ready to open up. And I said, well, you know what? I think I am. I'm ready. Like I'm ready to be in a relationship and not to say that I necessarily wasn't before, but I'm fully in a place where I'm like, okay, like I'm ready for like, I feel like all of the other pieces in my life, they may not be exactly in place, but they're where they need to be to be able to make room for that. Does that make sense? Yeah. So one of the things that she told me was to first make a list of my five non-negotiables, not four, not six, not seven, not eight, specifically five non-negotiables. And I was like, oh, crap, that's kind of going to be hard. But all right, I'm going to do it. So my five non-negotiables, she had me write down. And I was like, all right. And she said, there's some things that are honestly just automatic, right? You have to be physically attracted to somebody. If you see red flags, you have to walk away. Like there's a few things that are just like obvious ones that aren't, don't need to be on your five non-negotiables because those are obvious, okay. right? Beyond that, beyond being physically attracted to somebody, beyond seeing red flags with somebody. Like now, what are those things? So mine are one, humor, because you know I'm goofy. You know I don't care. Like I will laugh at myself. I'll, I'll laugh at other people, whatever. Right. So you got to have a good sense of humor. And I would put the next one is passion, but not just passion in being able to focus things that are outside of themselves. So, okay. So you need to have a passion in life. It's surfing, it's helping others, it's whatever. But it could be a lot of things. Yeah. Like believes in and strives for social justice. You know how I am when it comes to that stuff. And this uh, person that I was speaking about earlier, I really did dodge a bullet because then I realized that things that they believe in are not the same things I believe in. And that would definitely get in the way. Like, I'm just going to say right now, I am not a Trump supporter. And I don't think anybody that has listened to any of these things would think I am. But I realize if you are, a, if you are truly a Trump supporter, our values don't align. Yeah. And I can't, like, I just can't. And that's right. just the truth. Um, gets along in, with and loves my family because I'm really close with my family. And because I do hang out with my family a lot, there needs to be like that. Like I mean, ideally, you want them to. I want somebody to love my family. Actually, yeah, yeah. And then communication. And I know not everybody is great at communication, but if there's somebody who's willing to be like, okay, I'm willing to to learn because that's a muscle. Not everybody is always great with communication, and it's a muscle you need to work. So those are my five non negotiables. So when I wrote them down, they were not hard for me at all. Like I wrote it down so easily, didn't have to think twice. Then the second thing she had me do was write down the perfect day with that person. 
whatever that, whoever that person is, what is my perfect day? A date or just regular life day, day. And it can be whatever you want. So she, what I wrote down and it just flowed from me. Oh my gosh. And it just, and it was like, I was living here still. Right. And walking, you know, to little Italy for brunch with Q coming back and like getting ready for a date, him surprising me. And I like, like have actually taking some time to go to the beach. And I literally put like what the snacks I would be packing were. And she, cause she told me to be as detailed as possible. Uh huh. And so when I read it to her, she was like, you really were detailed. I had my sister read it and she started laughing. She goes, you even put what snacks you're putting to take you to the beach. <laughs> so she told me to be detailed. So when I read it to my to my life and business coach, she was like, you're way more ready than you. I think you even realized to me because she was saying how some people write, oh, when we buy our first house and oh, when we're traveling or the, like I wrote mine like now, like it's something that could happen tomorrow. Right. And she's like, that's because you're open. So then the third thing she told me to do was then start telling people you are open to being in a relationship. So people don't, you don't want to meet online. You don't want to do that. You need to be in a place where you're, and that was the hardest part for me. That one was the hardest part because to tell people, hey, I just need you to know, like, I'm ready to be in a relationship. So if you know anybody, holla at your girl. Right. So look, I just said it like in there a huge audience, like your girl's ready to be in a relationship. That's part of the manifestation, right? Because you have to manifest the things Absolutely. that you want. And you have to put those things out there in the universe. And, you know, you have to believe in those things and live your life in those ways. And I know a lot of people think that's like mumbo jumbo, but that's kind of no, the way it's that true. I live my life. Exactly. It's like, okay, I'm going to, you know, put certain things out there and, it's so funny that you say that because it's like you wonder, like, how ready are you? You know, I I feel like I don't want to just keep wasting time with somebody that's just kind of like, whatever, I'm sick of being online. I've met guys, you know, otherwise that it's not been anything great either. And sometimes I second guess my own self, like, am I putting too many things on it? Like, am I looking for this like perfect thing? You know, like I was telling you earlier, it's like, I don't have conversations and communication is I feel like I'm a good communicator, but I feel like I have to decide when is the right time to have certain conversations. And I feel like it can't be too early. And I feel like it can't be too late. And I honestly, I've just gotten to a point where I'm like, if they're the right person, you're just going to feel comfortable to just say whatever you want, whenever you want. And it's going to be the right time. Yeah. And so I, you know, I have a hard time with trying to decide, like, if I feel like I'm for sure ready to have another relationship, you know, like, I mean, I feel like I put a lot into a relationship and so I don't want to put it out there like I'm not ready and have the right person pass me along. But then in my brain, I'm still like, well, if they're the right person, they're not going to. So no, that's not true. I know, I know. That's not true, Catherine, because it could be time, you know, it's all about timing. And so I'm just saying for my, you know, for my guys and gals out there, for my ladies out there, um, you know, if, if that's what you're looking for, then those are a couple exercises that have, like, I've just 
am in just starting this process, right? I'm just starting this process of, of having an open, truly open heart because I don't know, it's been a very long time and I got my heart broken by somebody in Texas who I was very much in love with and I loved his kids and his kids loved me. And had he wanted to, like if he truly showed me he wanted to make things work, I would have moved back to Dallas in a heartbeat. No questions asked. If Like if he would have just said, yes, I want to be with you. Let's make this work. Girl, you would have seen my freaking cartoon, cartoon shaped, you know, hole in the door because I would have gone that quick. I was so in love with this man. But ultimately, that's not like just because we want that doesn't mean somebody's going to give that to no, us. That's true. And I had to let that go. And it hurt. And, it, and I was talking to you earlier about it. And it's still like, I feel like I'm finally like really let I, that I finally have let that go. Because well, you think maybe hopefully you did. Yeah, I mean, I really do feel <laughs> like I have let that go. I honestly do. And it was, but it was not easy. Yeah, it was not easy because I've not said I love you to very many people in my entire life. And he's one of those people. He was the first person I told I love you to in 20 years. Wow. And just, you know, so I don't know. But, you know, look, you live and you learn. And I think ultimately we never none of us ever want to get hurt. But if you're not willing to put yourself in a vulnerable position, then you're not ready for a relationship because that's what being in a relationship is. That's true. A good one. Yeah. I know. Well, thank you for sitting down with me, love. Good luck. Good luck to us both. Yes. In different times of our life and different experiences, but we're still in, you know, and I hope whatever you like, you're so you're such a good, sweet, wonderful person who has so much attitude. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the right person will come. Yeah. The right person is going to come for all of us. Yes. Everybody just has to be open to that and, yes. and ready. Well, salud. Salud. We end up, every, we end every episode where we start and end with wine. So last question. What is your favorite type of wine, red, white, or rosé? And do you have a specific kind? I typically will go for a white wine um, if I'm out usually like a Pinot Grigio or a Chardonnay. I don't like anything too dry and it definitely can't be like a Moscato, like too sweet. It's got to just kind of be as like, just like right. You got, locks. I was about to say your Goldilocks yeah. wine. <laughs> yeah. Well, Miss Goldilocks, thank you. I love you. Love you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wine and Cheesemead podcast. For all things Wine and Cheesemead, please check out our website, thewineandcheesemeadpodcast.com. There you will find the names of the wines we drink or the wines that I drink by episode, as well as additional information on me, the podcast, and you can even apply to a, be a guest straight from there. You can also find us on Instagram at thewineandcheesemead.com. Facebook, and LinkedIn at the Wine and Cheesemate podcast. Remember, if you want to hear more Wine and Cheesemate, please subscribe, rate, and review. 
Five-star ratings are always appreciated and those positive reviews are appreciated even more. Until next time, mi gente, saludos.